Brian and Doug podcast is brought to you in part by MosierMultimedia.com, KMH Music in Presque Isle, Maine, The Ridge Runner in Westfield, Maine, and Doug's cousin, Larry. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You're listening to the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. Now do it like you mean it. You're listening to the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. Thank you. Yep. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. I'm O'Brien. I'm uh, Doug. I'm a Dugga. I'm a Dugga. I'm a Dugga. I'm a Dugga. Season 6, episode 19... We have, one nine. We, have, we have this one and then the next one. Well, so the next one would be the season finale. Yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. That went fast. It's been a crazy 19 weeks. It has. Um, or 20. Did we, miss an episode? did we miss it? Yeah, we missed a couple weeks there. We did. But yeah, yeah, we did. Because I think- Because I was gone. and You were gone and I think I got sick or something. No, no, no. I didn't get sick. You was it gone. sick? I don't know. I don't remember. No, no, no. I had my anniversary. That was in June. Yeah, that yeah. You June. were gone for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, we want to let you know that we achieved in two years, 6,000 downloads. That's not bad. It's, well, not great, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's not great. But for us, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. You know, um, and we were going Somebody over, listen to us 6,000 times. We were going over these, uh, these stats just a little while ago. And so let's just real quick. Um, so, so in, uh, in two, in the two years that the podcast has been going, we've had, Obviously, the most of them in North America. So we've had 5,875 downloads in North America. That's about 97%. Yeah. Which we expect. Ah, uh, yeah. But we've had nine downloads in South America. All right. We've had one download in Africa. We've had 11 downloads in Asia. And we've had 106 downloads in Europe. My, most of those are Germany, right? Most of them are Germany. We yes. got, yeah, we got... We, we got a big fan in Germany. We do. And I'm not sure... Guten Tag. Yeah. Exactly, um, sixty downloads in Canada, twelve in the United in the UK. Uh, That's six, probably Tim. Six, oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Hi, Tim. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean that was kind of cool. I mean it's not uh, it's not a lot to shake a stick at, but um, I mean we're no Joe Rogan, but yeah, ex- we're not even close to Joe Rogan. We're not even in his. <laughs> Joe Rogan gets six thousand downloads a second, right? Exactly. <laughs> so you know, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, but no, thank you for, for, for listening. For yes, those of you, you. 6,000 people. Oh, guess who I saw on the way up here? Who did you see on the way up here? The Ridge Runner. Oh, did you? Was he, was he running? He was running. On the Ridge? No. No, he was running somewhere else. Well, he was, he was on the Ridge. The Ridge. But, uh, he's, I admire that guy because it's, Me I mean, it's, it's cold, it's raining. Yep. He's out there running. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's so, a thing. And you know, it's a, um, I was never a runner, obviously. Not me neither. Yeah, because no. uh, that takes a special kind of person, and that's why I learned to fight and shoot. That way, I didn't have to run. <laughs> right, exactly. That's yeah. a good way to look at it. Yeah, but yeah, the Ridge Runner man, he he completely turned his life around. Oh yeah, he did. in a in an impressive way. He did, and, and now he's saw. like, uh, I'm gonna. I don't know. It's not the picture of health, but he's a lot healthier than he was. Well, he's a lot healthier than both of us put together. This is true. So. Yeah, this is true because he runs all the time, everywhere. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. So. Uh, hats off to the Ridge Runner, one of our fine sponsors. Actually, yes, absolutely. I probably should hit him up for some money because he hasn't paid in a long time. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I care. still, I still like the we, fact that he sponsors. We him. don't care. I don't care. We don't care. Uh, so yeah, 
So, uh, what else was going on? We want to talk about, I know last time we talked about some of these uh, uh, re-releases, or no, reissues yeah. that were coming up uh, by the end of the summer, which of course is gone now, but Ultimate Classic Rock came up Well, with, the first day of fall is Thursday, so. Well, so maybe we are in the, in the right place, the end of summer. We're at still, the end of summer. We're still at the end of summer. We're the boys of summer. But these are mm. some of the... <laughs> Some of these are new new albums, not necessarily reissues. And I did I did want to talk about that too, because I just read somewhere, and I'm not going to go into it, but um, Wolf Van Halen is re-releasing his debut album. I did see that with like three new songs. Yeah, and I I understand. I guess I, you know, I can see it's a money thing. I guess for the record company, if why do they do that? Why do they re-release the same album but with new songs? Right. I don't know. Just put it on a new. Uh, wait, Just put it on an EP wait and put it on an EP or, or put it on a new album yeah. when, it, when it's you know. If you put it on an EP, I'd totally buy it. I would buy it too. Yeah. Right. Um, why put it on an album that I already have? Yeah. You know, I, I'm just going to. Uh, am I going to buy it again just for those three new songs? Some people will. Some people will. I'm not going. To. I'm not going to either. Yeah. But I'm hoping that that. I love Wolfie, but. Not that much, but a lot of people do it. I mean, it's, oh, I'm sure. it's not just oh, Wolfie. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, the whole well, it was like Metallica when they did uh, what album was it? Death Magnetic album, right? And then they did an EP of like six, of right. six songs that didn't make that album. They right. put it. They put it out as an EP. They didn't like reissue Death Magnetic again, right? They issued it as an EP, and I was like, oh man, that's perfect. Exactly, get, and that's the way that. to do it. Exactly, that's the way to do it. Um, so, you know, we've already talked about the reissues, but there's this, uh, this sounds pretty cool. This is... Well, I know Striper's coming out with a new album. Yes, they October. are. Yeah. And Final. did you hear, did you hear Transgressor? Yes. Holy Great. cow. I actually so comment, good. I actually commented on Michael Sweet's, um, Facebook. I said, that opening note though. I said... I, how I said, long did he hold that? I said, Rob Halford who? Yeah. You know, my word. He I, held it forever, see man. see if I can pull that up because... It remind you know, it, it reminded me of The Scream and The Grudge by uh, Tool. Yeah. I was like, he gave uh, Maynard a run for his money. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. I went to the wrong one. So, so I, I, I want to see if I can play just the beginning of the song because... Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the song is cool, but uh, that one note that he holds right in the beginning. Oh, man. Uh, is this it right here? Right, right here. Official music video. All right. So, let's see. Ready? I'm ready. Just listen for Michael Sweet's opening vocal. Maybe we can count it. Come on. Not bad for a guy that's, what, 57 years old? I swear they get better. Oh, they're they, getting way better. Oh, As way time better. goes on, they're yeah. getting way better. Yeah. And he's a, he's an underrated singer. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't I, think... Nobody gives him the credit that he deserves. I don't think so either. You know, I don't think well, so. Well, I forgot either. to talk about that uh, 
listening party I attended a couple. Oh, weeks you did because you're you're a member I'm, of I'm uh, Patreon um, for Striper, right? Okay, yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. I remember you did the first one. And then he yeah. had another one. And yeah, you were, you they, were... they did. A, they did a listening party for the covering album. Yep, which was kind of cool because that's when I, I he had like different like you know trivia about the songs that they did. Right. And I I I, I think I the first one was like I did not know that Don Dawkins did the demo vocals for Scorpions' uh, Blackout album. Right. Because uh, Klaus was getting uh, throat surgery. Right. I was like, Michael Sweet said that. And I was like, wow. That was on the first one that you. Or was that on this last one? No, it was on the the covering one. The covering, okay. Yeah, because they because they do blackout. Okay, yeah. They cover blackout on right. that album. So, but yeah, he was just full of like uh, different like just different trivia, you know. Yeah. You know, just he was talking about, uh, um, you know, because all these songs influenced them as a band as they were growing up. So, sure. Because you know, they do uh, the Trooper by Iron Maiden. Yep. They do On Fire, Van Halen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do, uh, 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 you know, the blackout uh, yep. by Scorpions. Scorpions. Yep. You know, they, I mean, they just—I mean, they do uh, Judas Priest, right? Uh, Breaking the law. They do Zeppelin, immigrant song, which is really good. Yep. And just it was just really cool, you know. It's just you know, and he puts it in perspective. He's like, you know, as you know, as a Christian band, you know, we have to we have to be careful of what we you know what we do. I mean, we're not you know we're not going to do a song that's you know full of profanity and this that and everything right. you know yep. so but i mean we listen to these bands because this is what we listen to this is what influenced us growing up right so doing this album you know probably a lot of christians were like oh what are you guys doing blah, 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 blah. but i think a lot of christians do that anyway of towards their band. oh yeah oh yeah so but yeah it was just really cool it's just it's always he's such an interesting guy to listen to right you know so you know that's just a weird thing uh, christians christians listen to I'm a Christian. I listen to this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I don't know. We're human beings. We like what we like. And it's, yeah. you know, you know, Iron Maiden is not, you may think they're like satanic or something. They're not, you know, Black Sabbath is not even. No, if you, if I, if you listen, if you, if you pulled up the lyrics to the song, um, after forever, you would swear it was a striper song. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, and Striper covered it, obviously. Yeah. But you know, but if you if you if you just read the lyrics and you didn't know who did it, you you would swear it was a Christian right. band. Yeah. But you know, the, it's the imagery. Yeah, it's, and, it's and all image. It's all image. Yeah, it's all image. Well, even Slayer. Right. That I mean, they've admitted to themselves. It was just it was just a, the whole satanic thing is just a ploy to sell records. Right. Of course they don't they don't believe any of it. Of course. They just they just do it just because it sells because people want to be like, oh, I'm being bad. I'm right. buying a exactly. I'm buying a Satan album. Ah. Exactly. Now there are some bands out there that are. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but you know But Slayer is definitely not one Slayer is not one of them. So um so so new music. Uh let me were you done with the Michael Sweet thing? Was I? I don't know. I'm yes, asking. I am. Okay, I'm done. Okay, so speaking he's a cool of, guy. That's what I'm saying. Speaking of bands that may have a um, a reputation just because of the name of the band, Packed with the Devil. No, no. Um, I am actually. I've always liked this band. There's kind of a mystique about them. Um, oh, Justin Bieber. No, <clears throat> but and they have a new album coming out, which I'm excited about. Okay. Um, although I don't have any of their music. <laughs> But you're excited for it. I am excited. For it. This is the cult. Oh, the cult's coming. The cult's out? coming out called "Under the Midnight Sun," and this song is called "Give Me Mercy." Wow. 
I always like the cult. I have too. I mean, it's a rocking band. Yeah. Sounds different. Does he? Yeah. Your savage heart. Is it a different singer? Or is it no, same? No. Ian Asbury. He sounds different. Well, I mean, he's singing lower. I mean, he's older, too. True. He's kind of got like. Uh, it's that little vibrato at the no, end. No, no. He kind of sounds like Robert Smith from the from the Cure. Yeah, a little bit. He's got that little. That, that, you This is like a happy cure song, isn't it? <laughs> Does it sound more like Ian Asbury now when he's singing? Not really, no. No, no it's, it's a weird. But it, I think you're right. He's just singing in a lower register. Yep. So. Um, but I like it. It's pretty good. Me too. Me mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I've always liked the cult. Uh, I don't have music from, from this album, but. Uh, oh, and that's coming out uh, October 7th, The Cult. Ah. And also coming out on o- October 7th, uh, not that I need this because I have them all, uh, Mark Knopfler, the studio albums from 2009, 2018. So it's a six CD box set. Oh, that'd I, I be cool. I don't need it. You have you have all those albums? I believe so. Hmm? That doesn't mean I won't get it. But, you know. Well, anyway. I'm just saying. You know, uh, also October there. 7th, Queensryche. Queensryche? Oh, Digi- wait. Digital Noise Alliance. Is it Queensryche or is it Operation Mindcrime? It's Queensryche. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's, so it's got it's the uh, band. Todd, uh, Todd... Todd Schneider. Latora? Latora? I don't know. It's Todd Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool, though. Yes, it would. Uh, October 14th, Alter it's, Bridge. It's, so it's the band Queensryche without Jeff Tate. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Alter Bridge... Uh, coming out with one called Pawns and Kings on October 14th. Mm. I'm just, yeah, I know. I'm just, uh, you know, did you know that Alter Bridge, I th- you must have known this, Alter Bridge is Creed. Yeah. Without Scott Stapp. Right. I, I, I didn't know. I heard uh, um, Eddie Trunk talking about that. How Alter- I think I think that's where I heard it too. Did you? Yeah. 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 I, I didn't realize that it was the same band. They just were playing different music. Yeah. And they've never played a Creed song live. Um, anyway. Can you blame them? Yeah. No, you can't. <clears throat> Uh, so let's see. Um, I'm jumping around here. Chris Isaac. Everybody knows it's Christmas. Chris uh, Isaac coming out with it. I, but I like his I do voice, too. man. I like Chris Isaac in general. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's just yeah. a cool guy. Um, but he, he, he reminds me of a, like a Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He's all, he's Yeah, he's got a Christmas album coming out October 14th. That's kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Jumping around, jumping around. Duran Duran. Oh, that's a, that's a 25th anniversary edition of Medazzaland. Never. I don't know that one. Uh, this one's is surprising to me. I'm not sure what this means because the Chili Peppers just came out with a new album. Yeah. Uh, according to this, this is ultimateclassicrock.com, by the way. Uh, October 14th, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are coming out with something called Return of the Dream Canteen. I don't know if that's an EP, if it's another album, but they really? just released an album. Yeah, like in May. Yeah, it? which I have, and yeah. it's good. Um, so I'm not sure... I'm not sure what that's that's interesting. All about Todd Rundgren, Space Force. Todd Rundgren's still alive. <laughs> yes, he is. Wow. See, okay, now uh, I thought he was dead. Also, October 14th, this band. This is the title cut from this band. See if you can guess who this band is. I bet you won't. Go goes. 
It's a 90s band, isn't it? Uh, technically 80s. Late 80s, I believe. It's got a... It's got a warrant vibe to it. Okay. You're you're in the area. Is it LA Guns? Nope. It's a different lead, well, it's a new lead singer. And I think they've had a couple. But it's not warrant. No, it's not warrant. Yeah. I think they've had a couple lead singers since the original lead singer, the really tall original lead singer. Oh, it's Skid Row. It is Skid Row. I was yes. like, man, this Doesn't it sound like Skid Row it now does that I say now that? Now that you say, it, yeah. It's got that vibe. Yeah. 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 Uh, the album is I'm called... sure it's, it's Snake and all yep. those guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it's now that you know, it sounds like Skid Row. Musically, yes, but it's the vocals that are throwing yeah. me. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not Sebastian. I wish I could tell you who it's, who's singing for them. I, I, I don't have that on. He's on pretty here. good, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's got a great voice. Yeah. Uh, that's the title cut. It's called The Gang's All Here. So that comes out October 14th as So Skid well. Row's got a new album. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, you'll be excited to hear this um, because, let's see, when does this come out? This comes out uh, October 21st, so you'll be excited to hear. I'm waiting for the man, words and music, Louis. What am I listening to? It comes out October 21st, so make sure you... Well, it sounded like it came out in the 30s. Well, it came out in 1965, but it's a re-release. I just thought you'd want to hear it. I'm waiting for the man. Wow, he's actually singing on this one. Huh? He's actually singing on this one. Who? It's Lou Reed. Oh, <laughs> I mean Lou Graham? <laughs> Anyway, it kind of sounds like those early Beatles recordings, it, it you know, you know, like, like the tape recorder in the middle of the room kind of thing. Yep, it does. So. Uh, speaking of the Beatles, uh, oops, they are releasing this. I get okay because this the Beatles albums <coughs> came out eons ago. And when you re-release a Beatles album with extra stuff, heck yeah. That's... That's, that's different. Yes. I that's, think that's different. Yeah. Um, they're re-releasing Revolver. Oh. Now, it's a five CD re-release. Holy crap. <laughs> um, a, it's called Revolver Super Deluxe. Uh, there's a sound clip here for Taxman. I just want to hear what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. One, two, three, three four. <laughs> one, two. I think it sounds the same, right? Yep. You just can't go wrong with the Beatles. So I don't know what uh, I should I should actually there's probably another post about that uh, Beatles album 
I'd be interested. I would, it's got to be a lot of outtakes and yeah. like stuff that didn't make it. Or it's got to be five CDs. Yeah. Holy crap, dude. Okay, so this I gotta learn, I gotta find out what this is too because this was this caught my eye. But Taxman is one of my favorite Beatles songs. Me too. Because. It's kind of like it's a middle finger to the British government. It absolutely is. It you was, know what and I mean? it's a George Harrison thing. And, it's right? a George, and George yeah. Harrison wrote it. Right. Yeah. And he's and it and it's got his sense of humor because he's got that dry yeah. sense of humor. Yep. And he puts that in the song. And if you if you really listen to the lyrics, you'll get it. Right. And I love I just love that song. Okay. And I love Stevie Ray Vaughan's version of it too. Okay, so this uh I wonder if this has to be a re release. No wait. I'm confused. I saw this title and I was like, "Ooh, is this a new album?" Because all it says is "Simple Minds, Direction of the Heart." It doesn't Simple say, minds. yeah, it doesn't say it's a reissue. But when I just went to YouTube, and there's no sound file, when I just went to YouTube, it says "Simple Minds, Direction of the Heart, Full Album, 2022," as if it's already out. But then "Simple Minds, Direction of the Heart." Uh, f- taken from the B side of Magic, which was four years ago. So I'm a little confused. I just want to. Mm. I'm going to click on this, and we'll see what happens here. This, this is from four years ago. No, this was, this was posted on YouTube July. Here we go. Here we go. The new album, Direction of the Heart, is out October 21st. So this is new from Simple Minds. This is called Vision Thing. Are they sure they didn't... Go back to the 80s? Well, yeah. Did did they take a DeLorean back to 85 and... I think it's a welcome. It sounds exactly like it was the 80s, man. Waiting for the chorus. Yeah. Wow. I'm buying that. I mean, that is right out of 1980 something. 85, 86? Yeah. I mean, obviously... It's like they freeze-dried themselves. Obviously, this is what we know them for, right? Just in case you didn't know who Simple Minds was. <laughs> you know, they probably never have to work again after this song. Oh, my goodness. Right? Have you... I mean, as, as, as timeless as the Breakfast Club movie right. is, this song is... Eponymous weather. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So do you know my favorite Simple Minds song though? And I don't know why. This is this is my favorite one. Uh right here. Oh yeah. Right. This is a good song. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what it is about it, but I just dig this song. Especially especially the um there's a gospel tinge near the end. Actually yeah. in the chorus. Yeah. What you gonna do when the right? yeah. It's called Alive and Kicking. You turn me on. 
I'll play this while I look ahead here. So there's another one coming out October 28th. It's another reissue in excess. Shabu Shubu, 40th anniversary, live at the US Festival, 1983. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Uh, we already talked about John Mellencamp's Scarecrow. Yeah, I'm totally getting that. Um, and I'm, we mentioned uh, Mammoth, WVH. Yeah. Um, Kiss is releasing Creatures of the Night, an expanded 5-CD edition. Oh, and uh, I don't even know that album. You, you talked about uh, the Cure. They're re-releasing or releasing a expanded three CD reissue of the thirty. It's the thirtieth anniversary of Wish. Wow! Yeah, thirty years, man. Can't believe it was in thirty years. Right, right. I so, mean, Robert Smith looked like he was dead back then. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine what he looks like now. Yeah. And it's funny that uh, you say that. So. We were talking about um, some of these bands we didn't know that were still going. Yeah. Right? The Cult. You, I told I you I had the no cult, idea the Cult right? was still going. Uh, Simple Minds, Simple obviously. Simple Minds, yeah. Um, but the cool... I found another article on UltimateClassicRock.com uh, that was rock stars who walked away and never looked back. Oh. It's kind of cool. Vito Brado. Well, right. There's, he's one of them. We've talked yeah. about him, right? Um some of these that they've listed on ultimateclassicrock.com were people that left their band or you know their career or whatever seemingly in the top of their game they've sometimes they've since come back to do something else or to do a, like a solo thing or whatever but they left at the top like mm. and like you had a good thing why would you leave you know right and for various reasons and one of them uh is bill wyman from the rolling stones the bass player right right he just he, he just left and left i'm done yeah yeah i'm done and now he i mean he, i think he has a jazz band now but um he says i really don't want to do it anymore um he's got lots of special memories been it's been great but um he was he wanted to go out on top sure so i don't blame him there meg white yeah, you know, white stripes. Yep, you know she she got done. She's like, no, nah, I'm yeah. done. Uh, the drummer had been struggling with her mental health, anxiety, um, and Jack once described her as very shy girl, very quiet and shy person indeed. Despite the monumental success the White Stripes enjoyed, Meg White never seemed comfortable in the spotlight. Now, were they brother and sister or husband and wife? Uh, it says uh, if he, he she was his is his former wife. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There was always speculation about what. Right. Uh, we talked about Sid Barrett of Pink Floyd. He just kind of... Yeah, he just kind of... Yeah. yeah. Grace Slick, Jefferson Airplane. She retired from the music business in 1990 um, and moved on to drawing and painting. And she does not regret her decision. Hmm. Um, John, this one always threw me. John Deacon of Queen, the bass oh, player. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Brian May says he's very solid and no nonsense. He's always got his feet firmly on the ground. Um, he wrote. He's the one who wrote uh, another one bites the dust. Yep. Actually, he wrote a, a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and he decided that he'd had enough. Uh, once he helped. Once he did the Mercury trip, uh, Freddie Mercury tribute concert in 1992. 
he helped raise funds for King Edward VIII Hospital alongside Queen drummer Roger Taylor, and again in 97. Um, but he has not been doing anything. He doesn't face any pressure to perform. Get this, though. As an equal shareholder in Queen's... Why would he want to perform? As an equal shareholder in Queen's Enterprises, he's got an estimated net worth of over $100 million. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do anything. Right? He just sits back and lets those big fat royalty checks roll in, man. <laughs> right. Uh, John Fogarty. But, but uh, yeah, I get what Brian May said. Because, I mean, if you go back to the movie, yeah. the guy that portrayed him in the movie, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie, yeah. But, I mean, that's that was basically him. Yep. You know, he was just, he, of, all, of all anybody in Queen, he was probably the most down-to-earth, level-headed yeah, one. Did not want to be a rock star. Just yeah, he, was just, to, he yeah. just wanted to play. Yeah. And, of course, Brian May. I mean, that guy's just right. freaking genius. Yep, absolutely. So. In more ways than one. Yes. Uh, I mentioned John Fogarty, so CCR. Now, John Fogarty um, quit CCR in 72, right. something, something like that. Um, he was, of course, embroiled in all kinds of disagreements and lawsuits uh, the aftershock stretched out for more than 20 years because he he refused to play his old songs uh, because of his feud with the record company and the owner. Uh, he was hesitant to record because legally or technically he was in a spot where if he made any new music, he had to give the same guy that screwed him the money. Right. Right. So he didn't for like 20 years. He didn't do anything. Um, and then of course he started a solo career and he's been, he hasn't looked back since. Yeah. But, uh, and even his bandmates, you know, tried to sue him. Uh, Bill Withers, uh, lean on me. Yep. He, uh, he never gave into label pressure. His relationship with Columbia was a result of his previous company, Sussex going bankrupt. Things quickly went sour and Withers, uh, chafed at being stuck with a corporate system that didn't understand him. Uh, he once opened for Jethro Tull. This is the, the record company set it up. He opened for Jethro Tull. That is the one of the most right lopsided. With he told uh, Columbia to shove it in 1985 and walked away from music entirely. Hasn't of course he's dead now, but yeah, it was he, a, uh, hard to record music now. Right, exactly. David Byrne, Talking Heads. Yeah, uh, I think he's put out some solo albums, but he, the, you know, the Talking Heads were at the top of their game. Yeah, Izzy Stradlin, Guns and Roses. Oh yeah, yeah. right. He could have gone back to, to, to Guns when they reunited. Chose not to. Yeah. No, I don't blame him. No, I don't either. Now, this one, Mark Knopfler. Dire Straits. So. Mark! <laughs> Thank you. Now it's, and now it's, that's why. Right. <laughs> it's that, Mark. So, he disbanded Dire Straits in 95, and he said he uh, pursued a solo career as an act of self-protection. He said that he put the whole rock star thing to bed because he wanted to get back to some kind of reality, uh, that kind of scale, because Dire Shirts were huge yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. He said that kind of scale is dehumanizing. So he said, no more Dire Straits. He went and he started doing his, like, they're not folk albums, but I mean, his albums are more, you know. Well, didn't he do the music for The Princess Bride? He did. So, yeah, and he's done several music sound yeah. uh, movie soundtracks. Um, but, and they tried to, uh, some of the band members tried to get him to reunite and he refused. And even his brother, um, David, they, they didn't, neither one of them showed up to the rock and roll hall of fame induction. Um, mm -hmm. and Dire Straits obviously didn't perform. So, right. 
Uh, Roger Hodgson, Super Tramp. Goodbye, stranger. Yeah. Right? And the logical song, uh, he, in 83, he abruptly decided to leave. He said, he's all, I've always tried to follow my heart and my instincts in life. When he left Super Tramp, he was wanting to step away from the music business just to have a simpler life. In 83, he chose to move away from L.A., and uh, it was at the peak of Super Tramp success, and he stayed home and raised his kids. I got to believe that part of it was the name of the band. Super Tramp. <laughs> it's a terrible name. It is It is a terrible name. Uh, I, I, you know, he's probably just like, <laughs> I hate being in this band. I'm out of here. But you know... I think that's commendable that he, he oh yeah he left and went and raised his kids. Well, it's kind of like uh, Garth Brooks. No, uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. His wife got sick and he just yep. quit acting. Yep. Take care of his kids. Yep. I was like, man, that's well. Garth Brooks did the same thing. I mean, uh, he he didn't have to work, right? He retired supposedly in the nineties. Yeah. Or yeah, late nineties. Was it before or after the Chris Gaines de- debacle? It was after. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he. Uh, retired. Oh, nobody will notice me. I'll just get an emo haircut. <laughs> He'll never live that down. He will I'm never sorry. live that. Yeah, but you know, the crazy thing is, <laughs> the crazy thing is, some of the music wasn't bad. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. You're right. Yeah. Hold you, on. Don't, do you actually have the Chris Gaines album? No, I don't. I was about to say. No, I don't. <laughs> I was going to, I want to play a little bit of it, though. Oh, oh man. here we go. Uh, The video is kind of funny because it was just, you know what the the whole story behind that was, right? Uh, not really. I just assumed he lost his mind and... There was a movie project and they recorded the movie soundtrack before the movie was written. So this was a character and... You know, Garth Brooks is a marketing genius. Oh, yeah. he, he, you know, he's got a degree in marketing. And, and this was just something that backfired. Because what they did was they released the soundtrack to the movie before the movie was written. And all people saw was this... This... <laughs> This. this thing. You know, the music was all right. It was very baby-faced. Yeah, I was about to say. It was, yeah. It's like that late 90s R&B feel to it. Right. Yeah. And then this, the script, you know, writing process, it all fell through because he was getting ridiculed for because they made videos, like music videos oh, yeah. for the yeah. songs. Yeah. And he was dressed up as this character. And it was eventually going to be a movie about oh, this character. Okay. That's, that but makes then the, more sense. But then the movie went nowhere. So you just had this failed project. Well, I mean, they should have, you know, treated it like that E.T. Atari game, you know, just buried it in the <laughs> desert. You know what I mean? I forgot about the E.T. Atari game. <laughs> that was a terrible game. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they should have buried this out by Area 51 or something, you know what I mean? Just let, let the aliens have it. I'm sure people still rouse him for that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Faith No More guitarist Jim Martin left the band in 93. Uh, following the release of uh, Angel Dust, which was uh, an album that came out in 92. Um, Yeah. And he says there was a lot of pressure. He said he didn't like the album that came out because we were trying to to meet a, um, like a, you know, what do you call it? It was, it was, 
It was like a contractual yeah, thing? Yeah, it was yeah. not a contractual thing, but it was contrived because, oh. you know, they had the, the epic, you know, the big, yeah. the big song. Yeah. And that album was r- really huge. And then they went in and to do a follow-up to it, and the record company was like, oh, we need to make it more like this. And so he said it was just too much like we weren't having fun making the music we want to make. We were right. trying to make a successful record. Chris, I can't imagine working with Mike Patton. I can't easy. either. Yeah, you know, I can't either. I, that guy just seems like a d-bag. Yeah, he. Uh, well, I mean, he's just he's just weird. Yeah, you know, he's just weird. Um. So, yeah, that's all I have for for those. Um, but I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, whoa, and I'm looking at the uh, headlines here: Motley Crue and Def Leppard's stadium tour. You know, the big yeah made over 173 million dollars. That's it. <laughs> what do you mean? That's it. That's. <laughs> That's pretty damn. I think good. I think we have that in the ca- the the cushions of this couch. Yes, because we have six thousand downloads. <laughs> Times that by six million. Right. I was just million dollars. <laughs> Even if you tied it by a billion, it wouldn't do anything. I'm actually looking for. Um, I'm as we're talking here. I'm actually looking for any info on that new um, Beatles release. Oh, the uh, revolver because, one? Yeah, the revolver, yeah. because I, I think I read something somewhere about it, and I want to find out kind of what... Uh, I got to know, why, how are they going to fill yeah, five, five, CDs. five CDs? Let's do... It's got to be interesting. It's got to be... Let's do a uh, search here. Um, no, that's that's the Get Back remix. wouldn't be here without Peter Jackson. Okay, so... Oh, here we go. There's an, I knew there'd be an article. Of course there would be God an bless ultimateclassicrock.com. What to expect from the upcoming Beatles Revolver box set. Okay. Um, the album was heard on the breaking ground. An upcoming box set includes 28 early takes from the LP sessions plus three home demos. Okay. That'd be cool. That's cool. There's also a new remix of the album sourced from the original four-track master tapes created by Giles Martin. That'd be uh, Sir be Martin's son. Sir George Martin's son. George yeah. Martin's son, yep. yep. Uh, with the assistance of the sound team at Peter Jackson's Wingnut Films Productions, the Ooh. revolver tracks were broken down using some of the most up-to-date technology available. Uh, let's see. Uh, Giles Martin said, I kind of hate the idea of anyone listening to music thinking about technology uh, because that's not the point. We should listen to songs and enjoy them. But uh, he occasionally will indulge. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so I, I, I would imagine that just, let's see. After spending so much time working on your back, we didn't, Disney, it was a band that was more cohesive than people thought at that stage. Uh, us becoming individuals, several songs, and your bird can sing. Um, there's also a revealing version of Eleanor Rigby, uh, parentheses, take two. Before the take, the string octet heard in the song had played its part only once before. So it was like a second take. Sure. A brief discussion about the vibrato can be heard on the tape before George Martin conducts the group, which plays with gusto throughout the section. It's a powerful moment within the context of the recording sessions. Ten minutes before you heard that, that day, no one would have heard Eleanor Rigby at all. It was just a piece of paper with dots. That's kind of a neat way to look at Mm, it. Interesting. Um... Yellow Submarine was mainly McCartney composition in the demo. So there's a demo uh, where John Lennon sings a sad verse in the town where I was born. No one cared. No one cared. Wow. <laughs> that's 
<laughs> but that's a John Lennon. That's thing. a John Lennon yeah. thing. Um, the producer host. So it didn't really go into detail uh, about what to expect, but I guess it's a lot of a lot of outtakes. Uh, five CDs, though. Well, well, obviously the first. When I get it, we'll share it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. So uh, when did you say that was out? October. What? October. Uh, now you would ask me that. Uh, October twenty first. 14th <laughs> i don't have it i don't have the article open anymore october uh, 1 <laughs> 231 right. right so anyway i'm excited about it i'm gonna i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it so i gotta get the beatles one i gotta get the john mellencamp one. right what else am i gonna get the simple minds the cult nah i'm not gonna get those but i'm gonna i'm definitely getting the uh beatles and the john mellencamp. oh yeah Oh, yeah, for sure. Reissues. Uh, let's do... Oh, you know, I, I got a, uh, I got an album. I got a John Coltrane album. You did? From that Blue-centric uh, oh, yeah? website. Yeah? Yeah. You got you to gotta get your stuff from there, man. I know. Because I, I, I asked you about it this, this past yeah. weekend. Because uh, I told my wife, because my wife, my wife, um, Mosier Multimedia, that's my wife, um, she is so busy making shirts and 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 everything i mean she's she's expanded and she's she's you know she she used to make me shirts every once in a while yeah um and i told her i said i'm not going to bother you with shirts anymore i'm just going to buy them online when i see them and she's like okay good <laughs> <laughs> so i was like so that's why i said to you where do you get your blue shirts because you come in here with the most awesome shirts yeah i got and i was like i need to get that where blue centric bluecentric.com yeah. yeah so that's that what i what i what but why i really like going to this because i told you this when you get your invoice yeah they always most of the time they they put a personal note Right. Like like when I got that Coltrane album, I also got a t-shirt with it. Yep. And they wrote, uh, thanks, Chris. Uh, thanks for uh, tracks three and six are about his family. Oh, that's cool. I was like, well, and but uh, there's actually another track that's uh, on that album that's about his uh, daughter, uh -huh. too. So there's one about his cousin, one about his wife, and one about his daughter on that album. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was that's pretty cool. cool. But I mean, they always like, uh, they always... Uh, most of the time, uh, there was. I think there out of the times I've ordered from them, yep. there was one time they didn't put a personal note on it. But right. usually they always, you know, write a personal note on the invoice for right. it, right? Which I thought I always think that's cool. That's why I keep going back there. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that personal on, touch. I plan know? on. Uh, I plan on perusing and and, and picking yeah. something up. Soon. There's a there's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, I meant to show you this. I I got this a while back, not a long time ago, mm -hmm. uh, but but at least a few weeks. Uh, but I forgot. I keep forgetting to show it to you. So this, actually, I didn't get it. I was, um, it was given to me by um, one of our sponsors, Chris at KMH Music. Right. He, of course, you know they they have a extensive uh, used vinyl. Oh yeah. Uh, collection at KMH Music, and I came in one day. He says, "I got a surprise for you. It's for the podcast." I said, "Okay." Actually, he's. I think he said it's for the Fun Dungeon. Oh, okay. So I said, okay, cool. And, and I said, and he showed it to me. I was like, oh, I can't wait to show that to Doug. Um, it's just really cool that he thought of us. This is Les Paul Now. So, so it's, an, it's a, it's a two, two album, or no, it's a one album set. But he, he says, look inside, dude. So check that out. 
Oh, wow. Just some cool pictures. Yeah, that is cool. And uh, just very cool that he he thought of us. And it's like some jazz tunes and whatnot. But inside, the the, uh, album art is pictures, black and white pictures of Les Paul's studio. Yeah. And, you know, because Les Paul, not only did he invent the Les Paul um, electric guitar, but he also invented multi-track recording, uh, which many people don't know. Uh, what's interesting to me is it's a Les Paul album, but there's a Gibson SG on the cover. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it's not well, a, it says Les Paul Custom on this. Yeah. Well, the, the guitar does? Yeah, oh. right there. Oh. Well, but it's an SG shape. Yeah. You know, it's it's not uh, it's not a, a Les Paul guitar, which is interesting to me. It does a Duke Ellington song. I know, that. right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I just, you know, I brought it down here, and I've had it over there, but I've been meaning to to show it to you, and now I have. I like it. All right. That's cool. We'll listen to it at some point. Yes. All right. It's time to do this. It's time for the Guitar Legend and Drum Legends Alphabet by Beck Feiner. And since we have uh, only two episodes left... This episode and the next episode is our season finale, uh, and then we're going to start numbering the episodes. Yes. Like, yes. Um, we're going to do two today. Yeah, we're going to finish these up. And, we're uh, going to finish these up. For the season. Um, start start anew. Uh, let's see. Yeah, okay. So the letters of the day today are W and X. All right. So, reading from the Guitar Legends alphabet. W is, any guesses? Uh, For guitars? Yeah. Um, W. 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 It's a chick. Is that Winona Ryder? Wow. <laughs> Does she play guitar? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, w is for Nancy Wilson. Oh, of course it's Nancy Wilson. Blending jazz and pop as lead <laughs> guitarist for Heart. Fancy Miss Nancy. Why? I don't ever remember her being called that, but Fancy Miss Nancy broke the mold in the 70s by grabbing the spotlight and topping the charts within a male-dominated genre. Her acoustic chops are some of the best ever, and her electric work on tracks such as Barracuda are the very definition of legendary. I always like Nancy Wilson. Oh, I love Nancy Wilson. She's a babe, too. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, w is for Charlie Watts. Mm. The late Charlie Watts. There you go. Although he's been in the backbone of the most enduring rock and roll band for nearly 60 years, his personal taste actually lie in jazz. He brings not only sartorial... Sart- sartorial? Sartorial style. But an effortless... <laughs> big words. Why do you put big words in a book about drummers? <laughs> being being read by a drummer. <laughs> I mean, that's just that you're just setting me up for failure. Oh goodness! <laughs> uh, he brings not only a sartorial style, but an effortless cool and swinging swagger to the Rolling Stones. Ionic, iconic, bionic, bionic, <laughs> iconic <laughs> brand of. <laughs> Uh, I can't. I don't know where I was. 
It's a cool picture of him, though. <laughs> I like pictures. <laughs> pictures are easier to read. <laughs> oh, this, sh this should be a pop-up book. <laughs> when you turn the page, the bionic sound comes up. Yeah, <laughs> A little, you know, a little, a little thing of like Charlie Watts on a drum kit, just like, you know, <laughs> like woo, dog like, uh, um, uh, swagger to the Rolling Stones' <laughs> iconic brand of rhythm and blues. A true living legend who is no longer living, unfortunately. Try to time it. <laughs> right. um, okay, so would you pair Nancy Wilson and Charlie Watts? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, me too. That would be a great pairing, yep, actually. Yep, I agree. Okay, uh, so the next letter is X. X. So they're reaching a little bit on this, I think, but any guesses as to who the guitar player for X is? No. Uh, X is for Alex Lifeson. Okay, that's yeah. that stretching a little bit, yeah, a little but, bit. but he definitely deserves. Oh, I agree. Uh, as guitarist for, let's see, uh, let's see how this reads. This ought to be uh, as guitarist for imaginative Canadian prog rock band Rush. Imaginative, yeah. Okay. Lifeson mastered not only his electric and acoustic, but also played mandolin, bouzouki, and sometimes two instruments at once. His ability to switch from slow and emotional to fast and ferocious continues to astound fans and critics alike. When did Alex Lifeson ever play two instruments at the same time? I'm sure he did, but the the one that I think of that played two instruments at the same time was Getty Lee. Getty would be singing, playing the bass, and synthesizers with his feet. Exactly. All at the same time. Exactly. So I wonder if this Beck Finer has them confused. Could be. I would imagine Alex probably played more than one instrument at a time. Well, he does. I mean, if you see his setup when they play live, right? he does have triggers right, for different parts of songs. Well, they all had triggers. I yeah. mean, Neil Peart, are you kidding me? He had triggers for everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, everything. So Anyway. All right. Drummer. Drummer. X is for Max Roach. As one of the pioneers of bebop jazz, Roach is considered one of the most important drummers in history. A Hall of Famer, this old dog kept learning new tricks. What the it's just really weird, the, uh, the writing. Not? Innovating with improvised jazz and collaborating with dancers and hip-hoppers well into his 70s. So cool. Is that what it says? So it, cool? So cool. <laughs> but that's a, that is a cool picture. It is a cool picture. So. so would you put Alex Lifeson and Max Roche? Yeah. You could yeah. Do, he could do that. I think Alex Lifeson can pretty he much can play, with he can play, play anything. Yeah. yeah. He can play yeah. with anybody and play anything. Yeah. Um, all right, so there you go. That is the, um, what do you call it? The um, Alphabet Legends. Guitar Legends and Drum Legends Alphabet. Yes. Okay, so um, on that note, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to take a break. Where's Lee Majors? Uh, there's a guy I could talk about. Lee Majors? Lee Majors. I used to love Lee Majors. I, I, I like that show. With the, the, with the $6 million man? $6 million man. I like that one. I liked The Fall Guy. Oh, The Fall Guy was pretty good. With Heather Thomas. Oh, that's, that's the only reason, that's I, the watched reason I watched The Fall Guy. Yeah, but my Thomas. mom used to watch uh, Big Valley, the old Western. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which had Lee Majors in it. Yeah, I forgot about that. And what else was he in? He was in a lot of stuff, but I don't know why we're talking about Lee Majors. Because you did the bionic thing. Is that why? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Because that's can, what... We can rebuild him. 
Yeah. We have the technology. We have the technology. All right. Uh, so we're going to take a break. And we can rebuild them with 70s technology. Which, <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> we can rebuild them. He's the fastest man alive, but we're going to shoot him in slow motion. <laughs> It's going to look really cool. And then we're going to have Spider-Man in a really bad suit. <laughs> All right. And paint Lou Frigno green. We're going to... Yeah, the 70s were great, weren't they? <laughs> it was awesome. We're, we're going to climb the wall of tunes in just No wonder a people did so many drugs. <laughs> uh, so stick around. The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you by Mosier Multimedia, a freelance digital design company specializing in all forms of graphic design, from business cards, logo design, brochures, annual reports, backdrops, and everything in between. They also offer audio production, including voiceovers for commercials or narrated corporate videos, and even custom background music. They also offer custom t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and more, including the latest merchandise from Paul Sear Photography. Visit the online store. It's all about getting it done right the first time. MosherMultimedia.com. KMH Music, Main Street in Presque Isle, Maine. Specializing in new and used musical equipment and repair. Guitars, basses, keyboards, violins, mandolins, flutes, saxophones, trombones, you name it, they've got it or can get it. They service and sell all school band instruments and also offer guitar lessons, piano lessons, and more. KMH Music is now the place for your favorite used vinyl records. Add to your collection today. Visit them on Main Street in Presque Isle, Maine or on Facebook.com slash King Morton's Hall. KMH Music. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is also brought to you by The Ridge Runner. Visit Reflections from The Ridge Runner on Facebook. And by Doug's cousin, Larry. Hey. Hey. And we're back. back. It's time to climb back the wall of tunes. Doggy back. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, we're going to climb the wall Can't of tunes. We're going to pick a, a CD Can't off the rack and, uh, and talk about it. Good back. And Doug's going to try and guess. And we're going to try and get an artist that we haven't covered before. Or at least an album that we haven't covered before. Are you ready? Let me prepare myself mentally. Okay, we're good. <laughs> that was quick. Well, I'm a drummer. <laughs> Can't read. I'm a drummer, not a wetness. I'm a drummer, not a wetness. All right, uh, so you're looking that way, so I'm going to take my headphones off? Yeah, I am. Real Rick Radio. Oh, no. Or does it say Rock. Rock. Oh. It looks from this angle. It looks like real Rick radio. No, it's not. My, I realize that now. It's a pig smoking a cigarette. Yes, that's um um um. It's KC ninety five in St. Louis. Ah, that and that it. is Beefcake. I believe is the is oh. the, the pig's name. Uh, beefcake. Yeah, I believe it's Beefcake. Well, there we go. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, so we we've talked about this person today. We have. Yes, we have. That's right. a little bit of a hint. Okay, so are you ready? I have one. You can turn this way now. Okay. Um, so it's a solo. Or is it? Well, I said this artist. Okay. So it's a solo or a band? Well, I haven't. Let the guessing begin. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I jumped the gun. That's <laughs> yes. my fault. Okay. All right. Can we can we take it from the top? Sure. Let, the, little, let little. the guessing begin. Okay. All right. Are we, are we on? Yeah, we're on. Right. <laughs> Is this thing working? Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Obey and Doug podcast. Yes. Well, yes, sir. <laughs> um, is it a solo or is it a band? It's a solo. <laughs> 
So we could have saved a lot of time if you just got it. <laughs> yes, but then I wouldn't uh, be able wait, to play this again. What? What? <laughs> I just want to move in slow motion. I know, right? That's it. <laughs> okay, so solo. It's a solo guy. Yep. So is is it, is it one of the ones we were talking about that left rock and roll? And, it is. Is it John Fogerty? Nope. Oh, okay. <sighs> Height of popularity before he cut and run. Seventies. Seventies. Mm-hmm. Had a, I think he had a huge hit in the eighties, uh, early eighties. That uh, I was just, I think he had a huge hit in the early eighties. Okay. Super not helpful. Actually, two. Actually, I'm gonna say late seventies, early eighties, because I don't know when some of these some of these came out. Okay. Actually, um, I wonder if I can find out. I don't know. You only only knew who it is, so uh, so it's a guy. It is a guy. Okay, so yeah, late seventies, and the latest was eighty one. Is so, it Bill Withers? It is Bill Withers. <laughs> it is Bill Withers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the album, Bill Withers' Greatest Hits. Just, oh, just okay. the two of us in Soul the Shadows. Two of us. Yeah, uh, I love Bill Withers. I do. Uh, he had a great voice. There's something about his voice, man. It's so. I feel the same way about Bill Withers as I feel, and, and it's a weird thing, but as I feel about Don Williams on the countryside. Really? Um, That's an interesting comment. It is right. Um, of course, let, let's let's play a little bit of. Ain't no sunshine when she's I think it's just comfort. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just a smooth. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone. So soulful. Yeah. Anytime she goes away. Wonder this time where she's gone. Then the strings come in. Yes, this is one of my favorite songs yeah. of all time. Anyway. If she's gone to stay. And I think, if I remember right, Ain't our no bass player Shane Mountain knows this because you know whatever else is in that guy's head. I don't know all the trivia that he has, but I think he counted these. I was, right I was just gonna say. Twenty six. Twenty six. Let's see. Shane knows that off the top of yeah. his head. Yeah. Unless I missed one or two of there, but uh, I don't think I did. Yeah. Uh, and then of course this. I know Hootie and the Blowfish covered this song. Hootie does a great cover. They of this do. Song. They do. Yeah. A song called "Use Me." But this was. This one? Do you remember this? Grandma's hand. Oh yeah, this is a great song. Oh. Grandma's hands clapped in church on Sunday morning. Grandma's hand played a tambourine so well. Grandma's hand used to issue a 
to warn and she'd say, Billy, don't you run so fast. Might fall on a piece of glass. Might be snakes there in that grass, Grandma. Right, I mean, it's just, and then of course you know this one. This was, oh yeah, huge. Yes. This was put. This basically put him on the map. I think. It's, would you say? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's no Club Nouveau version. Do you remember Club Nouveau? <laughs> why, why are you looking at me like that? Why did you bring that up? <laughs> oh, I forgot to do this. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, Bill Withers is spinning in his grave. <laughs> such a classic. Such yeah. a classic. I mean, um, we all have sorrow, but if we are wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me. Just, I mean, timeless. Yeah, timeless. absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, you had this one. This is the one oh, from like '81. This, this is a great song. Just the two of us. Grover Washington Jr. Um, is with him at saxophone, I believe. It does have that late '70s, early yeah. '80s vibe yeah. to it, you know. And it? you know, Will Smith used this as as a sample for for something, yeah, for something, yeah. To make those rainbows in my mind when I think of you, sometime, and I want to spend some time with you, just the two of us. So you have that, and then you know he went away. Uh, you had his you you had his catalog that you listened to through the through the eighties and the nineties and everything, and then uh, blame it on Gap. Uh, do you remember the Gap ad that was this song? Oh yeah, lovely day. Yeah. We've actually played through this once with the syndicate. Do you remember that? No. Yes, we we did. Did we? Yeah. I'm not sure if you were there. Yeah, I think, I think you were there. I don't remember doing this. Yeah, I would remember this. We only did it once in one in a rehearsal one time. But we've talked about doing it, so it would be fun to do. And so this song put him back on the map. Right. And the Akin to going viral, right? You know, with the with the Gap ad, and you found out that uh, Bill Withers was, you know, uh, bionic. Bionic. Yeah. So, and 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 not to change gears, but I want to explain what I said about um, Don Williams. because there's just something about maybe it's because of my childhood hmm. but when I hear Don Williams' voice it's a comfort sure. to me I've held it all in wood 
Lord knows I've tried It's an awful awakening In a country boy's life To look in Of course, this is a song that was made more popular by Waylon Jennings. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. At the hair on your shoulders And the age in your eyes A man Light of my life This one right here. Listen to that voice, man. Start to stay like all the rest. First thing every morning that I do is start missing you. Some broken hearts never mend. Some memories never end. Some tears will never dry. My love for you will never die. I just picture myself wearing plaid pants. I think I wore plaid pants when I was a kid, like in the 70s. I'm pretty sure I did. I think I have a picture of it. Big, bl- bushy, blonde hair, plaid pants, corduroy shirt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You were like uh, yeah. noisy 70s. Noisy. Yep. <laughs> noisy 70s. <laughs> Wait, maybe I got that. <laughs> maybe I have that backwards. It was a corduroy pants and a plaid shirt. Maybe yeah, that, that, would, was probably, that would make sense. <laughs> corduroy <laughs> shirt. <laughs> well, I'm sure they have corduroy shirts, but I think I think I'm going to play drums on a corduroy shirt sometime. <laughs> it's going to be louder than the drums. <laughs> Additional percussion provided by my, my shirt. <laughs> oh, I hated corduroy. I absolutely hated it when I was a kid, man. I hated corduroy so much because I hated that noise. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's a good thing they never outfitted the military in corduroy because <laughs> you could hear it come out of my way. Be like, mm, the enemy's coming. <laughs> Ah, all right. So that was uh, season six, <laughs> <laughs> episode episode nineteen, I think. Right? Yes, nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, the corduroy 19. sound, and of course, corduroys, bionic, Don I'm just, Williams. I'm just curious. Um, let me let me get Don Williams out of here. Um, so I, I I I'm just curious if I actually you know because everything is on YouTube. Let me do a uh, Corroy sound. Oops. Sound effect. If there isn't one on YouTube, a, cor- a Corduroy sound effect, then we need to put one on there. Uh, let's see. Corduroy, if this is. No, that's not it. What was that? Uh, it says Corduroy sound. I'm not sure what that means. Uh... Nope. Uh, there's no corduroy sound effect on YouTube. Wait, what's this? Swish. Nope. There's no corduroy sound effect on YouTube. 
We should. Uh, we because should. it fills people with anxiety. We're reading the book Corduroy this week, and so I thought it'd be a good time to focus what? on that C or K sound. This is a sound that a lot of kids are working on. Yeah, okay. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> there once was a. F- <laughs> Imagine putting the bionic man in corduroy pants. (laughs) 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 On that note, uh, until next time, uh, when it will be the season finale. We didn't really build up to the season finale, did we? That's because we're not really... (laughs) Next week. I I, I think it's going to be the most low-key season finale season finale we've had yet yeah because after after next week's episode after season six episode 20 we're just gonna call the next episode um episode 121 yeah <laughs> super exciting right well, brian and doug episode 121 it's no quarter right but you know. <laughs> but it is bionic <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, until until, uh, until next time, my name is O'Brien. My name is Doug Corduroy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> the O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you in part by MojoMultimedia.com, KMH Music in Presque Isle, Maine, The Ridge Runner in Westfield, Maine, and Doug's cousin, Larry. Hey, hey. Be sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Drop them an email anytime at O'Brien and Doug at gmail.com. You want some more of that? I didn't think so!